Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin, the lead singer for the band Mr. Big, and you are on the road to rock with Clint Schweitzer. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. Well, you are properly locked and loaded here on another edition of On the Road to Rock. Thank you so much, as always, for being a part of the show, for listening, for downloading, for subscribing, for checking us out, for interacting on all of our social medias. It really means a lot to me, and I tell you, I always say I take the name of this show very literally, On the Road to Rock, because I've spent so much time traveling, going to concerts, doing interviews, covering events, things of that nature, and this story is crazy, it's over the top, it's why I do what I do, and basically all that leading into this week's guest being none other than Corey Feldman. Yes, iconic actor, musician, Corey Feldman joining me here on this very show, and I'll tell you the story. Corey Feldman's actually out on tour right now. He's got a couple of weeks of dates left. So go to CoreyFeldman.net to check out the tour date, see if he's coming to your area. He's performing a lot of songs from his 35-year music career, as well as songs from soundtracks that he's been a part of. For instance, it's been kind of viral on TikTok. Corey performing Cry Little Sister from the Lost Boys soundtrack. He does like Stand By Me. You know, a lot of songs that really bring you back to these great memories and iconic roles that he was in, you know, as a child actor and he's continued to, to act and be in so many things. And I was thinking about it, like Corey Feldman has been in as many of my favorite movies as just about any actor that I can think of. So, I mean, it really does mean a lot. Corey's a, you know, just he's a great guy. So what happened was Corey was supposed to play here on uh, Wednesday night at the Lake of the Ozarks, which is about three hours from me. It's about a three hour drive. So I've been kind of kicking it around like, hey, really want to go to the show, want to see Corey. This is really cool. So at the last minute, I kind of sent out sent out an email to the publicist like, hey, would an interview be possible? And she was like, yeah, would you like to do it before the show? And I'm all, all I'm all in. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. So again, I leave, I live three hours away. So there's some logistics involved here. Got to work out and make sure that I, you know, can leave and have enough time. Well, it turns out the show wound up getting canceled because uh, a member of the band uh, wound up testing positive for COVID, I think. And so the show wasn't going to happen, but Corey still wanted to do his meet and greet that fans had signed up to pay for. And he was going to still do the meet and greet. So she asked, Hey, do you, do you still want to come and do this interview? This was like three hours before the interview was supposed to take place. And I jumped in my car and I loaded in the whatever equipment I could get in there. And I drove and I was like, Hey, it's going to take me three hours to get there. Count on me at, uh, you know, 6.30 or so. It's about 3.15 right now. I literally was out the door in, in 10 minutes from when she sent the email. Can you come do this interview? To me, it's what I do. These interviews mean so much to me. These people, these musicians, these artists, these actors. In this case, Corey is an actor and musician. It felt like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to go meet Corey, to do this interview in person. And I'm really glad I did it because... He was a very cordial, very nice, very open, as you'll hear in this interview. Uh, wanted to get it done on video, but uh, I got there with my video camera, but did not have an SD card for the camera because I was so rushed. I threw everything in the car, but 
got good audio of it. And that's what this is. It's a podcast on the road to rock. It's a podcast. This is kind of old school, you know, we do a lot of interviews on zoom and things like that. Now, so you have the video, this is just the audio. You can see the picture here. The picture art is uh, of the me and Corey that was taken after the interview. And it was a, it was a really good interview. He had a meet and greet to do right after. So I didn't want to keep him for very long. So I think we got about uh, 16, 17 minutes in here. And just to kind of go back through his career, talking about some of the iconic film roles, how he incorporates those films and those, you know, timeless movies and, and those soundtracks into his live performance and how he kind of formulated this whole show and the musicians that he's amassed to make this happen. And in fact, Corey just released a box set called Love Left 2.1. It's available now. Go to his website, coreyfeldman.net. It's sort of a, it's a giant box set that sort of encapsulates his entire music career. And he's been in music for 35 years now. So he's always had this as a passion. He's a really good performer. If you see some of the TikToks or some of the videos online, he kind of has like a Michael Jackson vibe. Now he's got like long, very long hair. His hair is like grown out. He's someone that I've always admired so much and just... To, he's had a lot of trauma in his life and things up and downs for him as, as many in Hollywood, especially someone like him as a child actor that grew up around this. And he, there was definitely uh, issues and ups and downs, which uh, kind of he discusses in a documentary that is included in that box set, Love Left 2.1. So grab that box set and you can see the documentary and he's very open and candid about that. So then this interview, you know, we talk about some of the film roles. We talk about uh, the music you know, the tour that he's been on, what it's been like uh, incorporating a lot of these songs and just some stuff about Friday the 13th playing Tommy Jarvis again. There's all these reimaginings and remakes and things like that. Could Tommy Jarvis return to take on Jason? I think everybody would like to see that. We'll talk about that much more, just the fan bases and what it's like for him when he's confronted because there's so many iconic movies that he's a part of. Do, you know, my question is kind of like, do the Stand By Me fans, Gremlins fans, Friday the 13th fans, Lost Boys fans, Ninja Turtles, like which one claims you as theirs more? So we'll get into that. This was a great story. This is like kind of encapsulates everything that I've wanted to do in my life. You know, a nine to five job was never for me. So whenever you know, we started this uh, media company, which is uh, Starcade Media, which is the banner that everything we do falls under, whether it be sports, interviews, articles, everything's on starcademedia.com. This is a subsidiary of that on the road to rock. You know, we got our own Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everything like that. But the main website is a uh, Starcade Media. And, you know, we wanted to be able to, to do these things, to have these moments, these incredible opportunities to meet and talk to people that we admire, whether it be in sports, music, uh, pop culture, whatever it may be. So this is one of those moments and I can't brag it up enough because I had just uh, so much fun doing the interview and Corey was so cordial, nice, sweet guy and answered every question and elaborated. He was not short with me whatsoever and he was very cool. We took a picture afterwards. We talked. I couldn't cheat that experience for anything and I think that's one thing you get here on the road rock because I'm willing to get in my car and I'll drive as long as it takes to get uh, get a cool interview and I hope you guys enjoy this. This is a very special one to me. So without further ado, let's head to this week's interview. It is with none other than actor musician, Corey Feldman. Well, welcome to On the Road to Rock. We don't get to do these in person very often, but here we are, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, the Regalia Hotel with none other than Corey Feldman. Corey, welcome to the show, my friend. 
how's everything going? I know we were kind of disappointed, no show tonight, but uh, man, it's been a long road for you, and it looks like a, it looks like a great one, man. Thanks, thanks, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, no, we're uh, you know we're uh, having a great time. It's been a great tour so far. Everything's been going awesome. It is a shame we can't do it tonight because. Uh, unfortunately, some some things came up, and uh, you know my my band member wasn't feeling up to it, so we decided to take the break, and you know, and give him the night off. But well, and you're no night off for you. Here we are. You're meeting fans, doing the meet and greets, which is awesome. Well, and yeah, I, I didn't want anybody to suffer because we had to make a change in course. You know, um, I think that uh, you know, obviously, we want to respect all parties involved. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, obviously that we do the right thing for our band and our crew, uh, but I also want to make sure that we do the right thing for the fans. And therefore, since nobody is physically ill, uh, you know, it's a other type of uh, uh, thing going on. So we wanted to make sure that we uh, held our part of the deal and made sure that fans that drove all the way down here from somewhere far uh, and paid for a meet and greet ticket certainly had the opportunity to still say hi and get a picture and we're even setting up our merch as if the show was going on so that way they have an opportunity to buy some of the stuff that we sell on the road and we apologize for not having a show here but we do plan to have a show in the area uh, coming up hopefully uh, maybe next summer some something like that but we are talking about keeping this tour going for quite a while so anything is possible so this tour I mean these shows it's popping up all over TikTok. It's popping up all over social media. And it's almost like this grassroots thing where people are like, oh my God, Corey Feldman's up there singing the theme from the Lost Boys. I saw a show just from Texas the other day where it's like this awesome like Halloween festival and, and people are just like going nuts for this stuff. It's like, it's been a real grassroots kind of effort and TikTok's blowing up. People are really just excited to see these songs. I think it to see you and then a lot of the music that comes from the movies that you were in, it just like it's this beautiful like hodgepodge of yeah well that's why we did it because you know this is lovery tours right so the whole idea is about projecting a positive energy and a positive vibe for our fans and people who come to our shows because there's so much negativity out there we've all been through a really tough few years you know it's been a really tough time from all sides you know whether it's the political divide the anger and the hatred in our country the famine the you know the the disease the sickness the forcing us to get you know uh, injections i mean there's just so many things to be pissed off about you know i'm pissed yeah exactly, right now you know but but there's <laughs> nothing to be pissed about i because agree at the end of the day we're all lucky to be here and it's a beautiful place and we just have to remember that and remember how to love one another instead of looking for the differences we need to look for the similarities and I think that the best way to do that is the connection of music and exchanging energy and love and suddenly when you get that that feeling you get that buzz you know that energy that comes from it suddenly you forget about all the other stuff you know and then you look around the room and you realize hey we're all the same you know we're all sharing this together and sure there's a lot of other bands you can get that feeling from you know we're not the only ones in the game but we are doing something that nobody else can do, which is taking them through a, a brief time capsule of history where we can give them this nostalgia as well. So along with this dose of love and positive energy, they're also getting this nostalgia that brings them back to their childhood, to a happier time, to a safer, easier place. And they get that feeling of remembering what it was like to live these movies and this experience for the first time. So, you know, throughout the show, 
we don't just do you know like my music we don't just do new music we do the classic hits we do the stuff from the angelic era we do the stuff from you know when i first started dream a little dream my first single something in your eyes you know and then we also take people through all the film soundtracks both the ones that i contributed to and the ones that i didn't contribute to including you know big movies like Goonies and Lost Boys and Stand By Me and all that stuff. So we don't want to ruin all the surprises, but I'll tell you that it's always a fun show. There is not a person that could honestly watch the show and say that they weren't entertained in some way. You know, in the past, I know a lot of people came because they were just curious to see what it was all about. But I think that's changed over the last few years. I mean, you get a couple top 40 hits and now you've got people coming and they know the words to the songs and they're singing along. But but now there's a whole other thing, which is that now there's the nostalgia factor and it's almost become like we're part of a ongoing convention. You know, there's the horror cons and the sci-fi cons and I do them from time to time, but now it feels like we're actually rolling them into this concert. And that's what's been happening is it's become like they're showing my movies before we go on. They've got booths set up and it's becoming like its own traveling CoreyCon or something like that. That's exactly right. You said it so perfectly and you know, I'm 30, 38. So everything that you've done has made such an impact on me just growing up, the, the all the movies. And is there a fan base that you would say that uh, when you do the, the cons or you do the signings that, that maybe more so is more uniquely theirs. I mean, God, it, maybe whether it be Lost Boys, Ninja Turtles, Grim, is there a certain fan base that just latches on? It's like this is the one that every, no matter what, I know I'm going to get those fans. Friday the Thirteenth, maybe. <laughs> Here's the thing: I'm very blessed to be a part of so many classics, and there's there's so many beloved films that are you know part of a franchise or not and then there's also you know musically so many moments that that we've shared already that i think it it's pretty mind-blowing that there isn't really a target audience there isn't really a key fan base because i can tell you that when we do all ages shows i get little kids (laughs) literally little kids who are obsessed and know every word to my songs and they don't even realize that I'm the same guy that's in the movies. They just You're know the singer. Like, this is the singer. This is the guy yeah. I love. I like to imitate his dance moves and, and sing his song because my mom's playing it all the time or whatever. So I've got those kids. Then you've got the teenagers who, you know, love me and stand by me and say they want to marry me. But, you know, they, they don't realize that I'm now a, a man. You know, they think, oh, well, you know, there's the, I want to marry the kid from stand by me. Let me find him on Instagram. Oh, there he is. You know. If only um, it were that simple, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, thank God it's not that simple because there's people who would abuse that. But anyway. Don't um, blame them. But the point being that, you know, it's it's – it's a great place to be, you know, in knowing that you've got fans of all ages. You've got little kids. You've got old people. I mean, there's literally old people that look like, you know, they would be my grandparents. And they come up on a cane and <laughs> they're all old and shaky and stuff. And you're like, they can't possibly know who I am, you know. But they're like, oh, I bleached on my jacket. I've always loved you since I was young man. And, you're like, really? This is crazy, you know? So it's amazing how how wide the the breadth of my fan base spans these days. And celebrating 35 years of music, you had a cake outside. We're celebrating 35 years of music, and you had the single Comeback King. Now, is that signifying 
something more to come here down the road? Oh, there's a lot. Well, we, you know, that single launched the, the box set, my box yep. set, the new album. And, you know, in the box set, there's four CDs. And all of it, pretty much, except for the one CD, which is which is the remixed, remastered first album, Love Left. Uh, but the other three CDs are all unreleased material. So it's not like we're just giving you a bunch of rehashed stuff. We're giving you four real CDs of music that you haven't listened to before. Uh, a full CD of unreleased material, a full CD of brand new music, and a full CD of instrumentals that are mixed specifically for this box set. Then we also have, on top of all that, a hologram, you know, a full 50-page color magazine with rare exclusive photos that have never been released from my vaults. Um, videos, we have documentaries, we have a brand new documentary, the brand new documentary that is being shot right now, or I'm sorry, that was shot last year for the, the box set's release. Um, and it's it's by director Jake Perry, who is a longtime fan who goes back many, many years with me. Um, and he started as my assistant. Yeah, uh, But we gave him access to the vaults, and he went and he did a beautiful job cutting together all this never-released footage, putting it together, and, and doing interviews with people from throughout my career and my history, like Michael Damien and Mickey Thomas from Starship. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many people that were a part of my album that people didn't even realize that I worked with, from Lita Ford to Dean Pleasant, who we interviewed. Dean Pleasant was actually in suicidal tendencies yes but he played the rhythm guitar on feeling funky and nobody knew that you know it's just like a little tidbit but there he is you know so there's a lot of that there's there's people that were on this album uh historically that are legendary you know spider from tower of power who's no longer with us unfortunately but he's the guy that played sax on my song walk so i mean like every song had some massive you know, star musician on it, and people didn't realize that. But we've always been very fortunate to get like the best of the best. You do, and talk about this band currently, and maybe what what could be construed as a missed opportunity to to, to bring Tim Capello on board for saxophone. <laughs> missed opportunity you for know, Tim Capello. I would love to play with Tim at some. <laughs> That'd point. be awesome. I'm totally open to it. He's still in the game. Yeah, he still, still looks great. Sax, and he still does it shirtless with a dog collar <laughs> around his neck, and he's greased up. We should day. all be so lucky. I've actually seen him go and grease up before gigs, so <laughs> it's you know he wants to look like the sweaty sax guy. That's his thing so i really appreciate that i mean you know if you've got something that works stick with it you know well Corey, talk about your band members you've, you've got these guys and you're you've been on a very lengthy tour this fall you still got a couple weeks they're left amazing so amazing amazing let me tell you i'm so grateful and so lucky to have so many talented people on this tour um and it's the whole team you know it's not just the band members but we've got a great team because you know it's it's literally like a family unit you know you move from spot to spot and you stick together no matter what that is the key to any family unit so that's what we do uh we stick together and and you know the musicianship is amazing it's out of this world they're the best best band that i've had aside from my truth movement you know kind of collection of musicians but um those are obviously amazing artists that we're very lucky to play with. But that said, these guys are too. Uh, Greg, who's been with me for over a decade, he's my co-writer, co-producer, uh, engineer, plays a bunch of in instruments on several of my albums. So he's a great guy to have on board. 
then we've got Bentley Mitchum, who's the grandson of the late, great Robert Mitchum, who's part of Hollywood royalty. So yes. Very grateful to have him on board because he's a longtime friend, collaborator, and very talented musician and singer-songwriter. Uh, and then we've got uh, uh, Demetrius Martin, who's our newest member of the team. And Demetrius is an amazing, amazing drummer who's been playing for 40 years. He's been on our show before. Really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's been in a lot of bands. He's been on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he gets Wow. He, gets, he likes to sleep around, as they say. But not, oh, not, yeah, not, no. not in a sexual way. <laughs> Only in you know, the band sort of way. <laughs> He's a happily married man. Um, but that said, uh, so we've got him. We're very happy to have him on board. And then, of course, my wife, speaking of married, we've got her, too. And uh, You just keep doing it, Corey. Her. You just That's keep right. doing it, huh? Well, you know, listen, she was she was DJ AC, and everybody knew her as that. But She's since great. then, her talents have grown. She doesn't just play music behind the scenes and videos and all that anymore. Now she's actually our keyboardist as well. Yeah. And she also sings. So she's a very big part of the band, and it's awesome. Corey, last few things. Final four drum roll. Four quick questions you give us, whatever comes to mind. See if we can take you way back. Man, you were were acting, so it may have been hard to squeeze this in, but do you remember what your first concert ever was? I do, in fact. Well... Okay, let's let's rephrase that. My first concert outside of family concerts, because I was seeing my sister perform at the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, at Disneyland every summer when I was like five. Yeah. And my my father was in a band that would play at Magic Mountain all the time when With I was Kiss, five. With Kiss, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Uh, that same that same <laughs> yeah, amusement exactly. park. You're right. Yes. Um, but uh, so he would he would play there. He was actually in a few movies that they were shooting there at the time. Um, I don't remember which ones, but I know that it was like right when Revolution first opened. It was like a big deal, and they shot a bunch of movies in that park, and that was one of the movies. Um, but anyway, so uh, we would go there every summer, and I would watch him perform, and we were always, you know, there was always music around. Um, but I didn't actually get to go to somebody else's concert until I think I'm pretty sure that my first concert outside of my family was Sticks. And I believe my mom took me to see Sticks that, in like 1979. I just saw him like a few weeks ago, so we're, it's, we've come full circle here. Uh, that's amazing. Question two, real quick here. Corey, what, do you have a favorite song that uh, each night that you, that you perform that the crowd reacts to that you just can't wait to, to perform each night? Or is it just kind of all they all... Well, I love performing all of them, but yeah. the ones that they seem to really enjoy the most... You know, and our show is different every night, so I don't want to say anything and say, like, oh, expect this song, because I can never say expect this song, because there's always a good chance we won't play it that night, but we might surprise you with something else, because we like to rotate, you know, and kind of keep people guessing of what's going to happen next. But that said, uh, people love when we play Ascension. Uh, They seem to really love uh, the whole movie block of stuff, you know, from Stand By Me to Goonies to Lost Boys, but of course Lost Boys being... The viral sensation that it is right now on TikTok. <laughs> it absolutely is. So. Corey, I've, yes, uh, absolutely great. Um, do you, I, okay, a good question for you, Corey, as we wind her down here. And I can't thank you enough for being here on the road to rock, but the pandemic, was it t- tough for you? I mean, do you, or do you feel like that you were able to put these songs, the, the, the box set, uh, Love Left Volume 2, which is available on CoreyFeldman.net, do you feel like that you're able to devote that time to that? And now that we're in the rear view, tour and we're good or 
Well, I mean, look, none of us wanted to go through it. Of course. And it was a very dark time and a, a lot of pain for everybody, including myself. I mean, we were, first of all, I caught it three times, you know. Jesus. Um, secondly, we were locked out of the country for a year, and that's that's why I had so much time to do the album. You know, we were locked away, and we were like, we have nothing we can do. We couldn't reach our family. We couldn't reach our friends, so all I could do was write. You know, and then my my friend Greg, who lived at our home, was was at home locked away for a year, and he had the studio there, so all he could do was engineer. So he's cleaning up stuff and working on stuff, and I'm so, writing stuff. And then when we finally got together, it was a big explosion, and and that's kind of what happened. So last thing, Corey, we've seen just an unabashed string of reimaginings, reboots. We've got Jamie Lee Curtis in there fighting Michael Myers three times, but what we all want, what we need is, is of course, Tommy Jarvis returning to fight Jason. Yes or no, you're in or out on that? Well, you know, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, H2O style. That's, exactly. That's the way it should and they be. Got the, they got the rights resolved, I think, with Paramount and well, stuff. unfortunately, with... they did resolve things, but they didn't resolve them in a way that I think will be fortuitous for uh, the fans. Because, sadly, they... they gave the rights exceedingly to the original writer Victor Miller the, the original writer Victor Miller his perspective is well Jason was an innocent victim he was not a killer so he would not Tommy if he Jarvis were, begs to differ if, if he were to yeah, well, <laughs> if he were to write a sequel I believe his sequel hmm. would be based on the idea of the mom was always the killer and Jason was the innocent kid and I think it would be very hard to convince him otherwise. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. CoreyFeldman.net. You can check out all the rest of the tour dates and all the good stuff coming up. Love Left Volume 2. It's available now. Great That's box right. set. Thank you so 2. much, Corey. One is the name of the box yes. set. And Love Left 2, Army With Love is the new album. Great stuff. Thank you. What an interview it was with Corey Feldman. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, some of the beginning of the audio had a, a couple little clicking sounds in it. I was trying to adjust the volume. Uh, on the recording device that I was using. Uh, Corey and I each had a microphone there, but initially thought it was going to be a video interview. I brought my video camera for such a purpose. And lo and behold, no SD card in the camera. So no, it, the, the place we did it was like a little private ballroom in this hotel that Corey was going to be performing at. And I don't know that the lighting would have been very good anyway. And I didn't have anyone there to like handle the filming. So it would have just been kind of a rough video. But you got, the, this is kind of what this, this is a podcast. You get the audio. And it was pretty clean, good audio for you guys. So hope you enjoyed that interview. Hope to have more of that coming up next week, guys. Big Show returning, making his triumphant return to On the Road to Rock is none other than former Megadeth bassist, current bassist for the Lucid and Ellefson Soto, David Ellefson, coming back. What else needs to be said? Great friend of the show. Talk about someone that you know has had some ups and downs in their life. David is back. You know, doing these great projects that uh, that he, you know he loves doing, and we're going to get into all that much more next week with David Ellison. So, you know, you keep it right here on the Road to Rock. You know, we're going to have your back. You know, the great interviews are going to keep rolling on here into the final uh, month or two here of the 2022 as we get off and running into 2023, the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's all coming up. So keep it locked and loaded right here each and every week on the Road to Rock.